A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, listeners. If two weeks between episodes feels too long, then why not listen to some of the other podcasts made by guests and contributors on this show? There's Story Club, recorded at Giant War, featuring autobiographical stories on a theme hosted by Ben and Zoe Norton Lodge. Hing and Ben run a podcast called Free to a Good Home, which started as a classifieds review show, but is now more of a love letter to a Gold Coast Dracula-themed cabaret bar with snacks. Also, Tom Walker and Demi Lardner do an obscene podcast called BigSoftTitty.png, which is gross and I hate it. Here's the show. In orbit over the world of Primus flies the Saturnine, that labyrinthine and ancient vessel born of Carcosan science and magic that ferries the rich and powerful of the nine known worlds from port to port across the stars. For many, it is a place of wonder and decadent luxury, but for the dragon friends, it has become a prison. The delicate harmony of factional powers has been disrupted by a power-mad Frizo. And while internecine warfare rages among, among the many castes and guilds of the Saturnine crew, Frizo and Filge have been thrown for their own safety and, let's face it, the safety of others into a holding cell. Nobody really wants to deal with you. Your presence is, frankly, an embarrassment to this ancient and noble society. Bobby Pancakes the Halfling, injured in the battle for the Saturnine's engine halls, is dragged all but comatose and shivering back into your cell a few days later. Ben, did you just try to put a runt in your mouth and you missed? Yep. He no longer bears <laughs> marks of the physical injuries from his contact with the Carcosan Shard, but as for mental scars at his treatment, well, who can say? For now, it is enough that Bobby Pancakes lives and so after a week of isolation in the cells and a diet of rice and suspiciously rubbery meat you hear footsteps outside two primer guards in imposing white helmets and resplendent uniforms march in and stand to attention removing those helmets to reveal broad hippopotamus heads there's a bit of color for you um (laughs) all right on normal human-sized bodies that um, would crush your spine. Yeah, how does the neck, they're like barrel-chested. They... They're they're big. They're like big boys. So where does the hi- like in this hippo man mermaid situation? Yes. Where does the hippo finish? You have to seduce one to find out. <laughs> <laughs> the neck. It's definitely the neck. <laughs> Mark it up. Season uh, four was when we finally got to hippo come. A moment right, later, season four. A moment later, a third figure enters. A humanoid, this time in full dress uniform, uh, slipping off a pair of patent white leather gloves. It is a face that you've come to recognise as a thorn in your side in these nine known worlds. That of Admiral Jane Steyer. Ah, I told you I'd catch you. I think I did. It's been a while, but I'm pretty sure that's the sort of thing I'd say. I'd say I'd, I'll catch you one day. Yeah, it sounds like me, and I have. Which is a very complicated way of saying that in the time that Bobby has been knocked out with the Carcosan vessel, the Saturnine disabled, the Primer f- fleet has caught up with you. You've been thrown into prison and his men now control the ship. Now, are we in prison? Do we know where the prison is? Are we in prison on Primus or are we in prison We're on, on the, the ship? Boat. You're on the Saturnine, the luxury okay. planar yeah. cruiser, but it is floating in orbit above Primus. Yeah, now okay. look, they didn't have a prison on this cruise ship, so this is more of a wreck room. <laughs> yeah, this is the first prison I've been with a shuttleboard. <laughs> yes, shuttleboard, and I uh, hope you've been enjoying the ping pong. <laughs> we <Yeah>. have. <laughs> we're, we're, uh, we're although me must complain, service has uh, gone uh, really downhill since we got moved to this room. We thought it was an upgrade, but okay. you're, you're the customer service manager on this boat, right? Is there anyone else I can talk to? <laughs> uh, you can talk to me, but you'll have to beat me in foosball first. <laughs> All right. Uh, Steyer slips his gloves into his belt and begins to play. 
right. So you don't know who you're up against. When no. I was at Primus University, I make was... A dex, a make a post-dexterity <laughs> roll. All right. No, because, Dave, people think foosball is a game of dexterity, but it's actually a game of the mind. So mm. I would like to do intelligence versus Ma- Ben's dexterity. Make a dexterity roll. All right, I rolled an 18 plus the intelligence of 2, so 20. Beat that. All right, here we go. Warming up. That's a 12. What's your dexterity? Your um, dexterity is plus two, so that's 14. You're proficient in foosball, surprisingly, which brings it to 16. Still not 20, though. Which no, you means, lose. What, wait, what did I say? You had to beat me in foosball to speak to me? Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. One day later. <laughs> Doors open again. Staya re-enters. You know, I've given it some thought, and I didn't need to agree to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but... <laughs> But Mr. Steyer, I've never played foosball before. I'm sure I couldn't beat you for, I don't know, $100. Oh, Why wait. not our freedom? Oh, and, uh, oh, it's too late. <laughs> no, this is exactly what Jeremy here told me you'd do. <laughs> now listen here. Uh, we're about to dock in Primus where you will be taken to answer for your crimes. In the meantime, do you have any questions of me? Yes. Uh, last time, just before the shard exploded... What? Before the ship had its accident, and uh-huh. before you caught us, I my understanding was that I, uh, Frizo, was in charge of a sort of a rebellion of bellowsmen. Yes. Uh, what has happened to all of my loyal subjects? Well, in fact, in the, he explains, in the days that you've been here, you've heard like the howls and screams um, as oh, no. doubtless thousands are killed in these... Are you I sure s- they weren't doing the killing? Uh, some of them were. Okay. S- sometimes the ones that were doing the killing are also the ones that were killed. Um, that's just a little thing called warfare. Wow. <laughs> and it's a bit of a downer. The Saturnine had a delicate ecosystem that had been going for hundreds of years and you disrupted it. Uh-huh. I just, I would assume that would sort of answer your... So yeah, there are bloody internecine wars all over the ship now. Um, the primer forces have regained control of the bridge and some of the ship, and Lady Casilda has already been flown off in secrecy, so she's off ship now. Um, she had quite the scare. But it's, it is likely that what you have started will not soon end, and indeed, the ship is going to have to be surrendered to these battles for probably decades now. So did you say we're going to have to go to face... Uh, our crime somewhere? Yes, prim- Primus. What Primus? Is Primus. Now, is that... Are we going to be facing... I'm not familiar with your ways, mm-hmm. Mr. Steyer, Admiral Steyer. But uh, d- does, does, one, does one face their crimes in a sort of a, a court or is this more of a foosball situation? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, when I first caught you... In the charcoal bazaar in the city of Brass, I didn't know I was up against the famous dragon friends. And yes, you have done some work for the Council of the Nine. You are well aware of our justice system, and I won't be bamboozled by you again. Isn't that right, Jeremy? And he kind of gives an, a, a, a supportive nod. <laughs> so one of the hippos is backing him up. Yeah. All right. Do, are the hippos what m- crimes are we being accused of? You'll know that exactly. soon enough. Well, no, I don't think... Yeah. You can't hold us without letting us know what charges... Uh, he takes out a big notebook and he's like, well, quite apart from the larceny of the lance, the smuggling charges, uh, the... Uh, intra- Violation of the Shard Treaty. Yeah, that's a very big one. Uh, Assault of a planeswalker in the Shadowfell, Morgana. Uh, yeah, uh, also... Uh, who's, who's that guy? And let us not forget, of course, the murder and impersonation of Hyperion Max, hero of the fault line. Uh-huh, now that's the big one. And keeper of the bluffs of chance. All the others... Is that Dr. Dave? <laughs> Did he just, like, poke his head in the door and say that? You met this guy, he's very good. I just feel like you could have told them that yourself. <laughs> I'm not being paid for this, and he disappears. Now, the big one is, of course, the, uh, the, the killing of another uh, planeswalker and by name of Hyperion Max. The killing? Yes. We, we never even met the guy. Yeah, I've never... I, you show me one bit of evidence that I killed... That well, we killed someone... He's even killed... We don't even know he's dead. And <laughs> as, he say, as you say this, he snaps his fingers and the hippos begin shackling your shackles to chains on their belt and dragging you out of the rec room, thank you, Ben, and down a corridor towards an airlock. And as they shackle your shackles, uh, one of you's like, oh, that's why they're called shackles. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Jeremy? Yeah. All right. Do you eat hippo food or man food? <laughs> You asking that of Jeremy? Yeah. Thank you so much for taking an interest. 
Because like me just wondering, you got a hippo mouth and teeth, so like you probably want to eat hippo food, but then you got the digestive system of a man. Yeah, well, it's kind of a, a bit, it's sort of meeting in the middle situation, you know what I mean? You can't eat all the hippo food because they don't have hippo guts. It's not going to digest that mm. sort of stuff. But if I just eat like a salad, <laughs> I get very tired. I read and that is about all the time that you have to ask questions. Uh, for already, the corridor gives way to an airlock, which gives way to another corridor. And soon, as the air and atmosphere um, once again feels less artificial and the gravity firmly takes hold of your bodies, you find yourselves in a huge vaulted room clad in brilliant and pristine white marble. The floor decorated in intricate nonagonic patterns, while above you... What's, what was that word? Nine-shaped. Looked it up. Nine, no, well, nine shaped. Nonagonic. Nine sided. Nine sided. Because I would say nine shaped is just the number nine. <laughs> <laughs> the floor is decorated in complex polygrams. Well, above you, ah, <laughs> uh, you broke him. <laughs> Above you, a vast and marvellous clockwork orrery of the nine known worlds spins in a meticulous cosmic ballet. Any more questions? Anyone want to know what an orrery is? I think we all know what an orrery is. <laughs> but, but, but do explain it for the fucking dead the shits that are listening. <laughs> it's like a, like a clockwork planetarium yeah, I know. model. Um, it's like a, it's like a, it's a, it's, it's like, a, like you would put over a baby's bed. Um, crib it, or whatnot. It, yeah, well, in a, a wind-up one. In like a steampunk planetarium, mm. it would like move. Yeah, yep, yep, gotcha. Um, so a huge clockwork orrery spins above you. Even as you watch um, this, the orrery, a sh- the shadowy orb of Carcosa wanes, eclipsed by the bright light of Primus, bureaucratic heart of the nine known worlds and seat of this very council you find yourselves in. Arranged around the room are nine imposing podiums, each backed by a brilliant tapestry depicting one of the nine known worlds. The podiums tower feet above your heads and are large enough to accommodate a speaker plus two to three aides and associates. Two of them are dim and shadowy, vacant, but at the others you see some familiar faces. There is Lady Casilda, unmistakable though masked and surrounded by a clique of her favoured behind a giant diorama of dim Carcosa. Um, at the other side, you see Titania, Queen of the Fairies, whom you met in the Feywild, attended by Eladrin courtiers, standing proudly in front of a verdant landscape of Feywildian splendor. Was that the Horny Queen? The Horny Queen, thank you. Well, <laughs> just well, tried, I Bobby just tried to put a little bit... Bobby also had sex with Lady Casilda, so she's a Horny Queen in a way as well. You know well. what? If I, if I was a Queen, I would be so horny all the time. Yeah. Maybe it's easier just to tell us which of the Queens aren't horny. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, also, you see the abyssal Morgana, queen of the Shadowfell, um, who looks surprisingly less horny. No, and no, no. It was th- They were equally as horny, but it's just their horniness was real crook. <laughs> Fine, she's horny. I don't give a shit. Um, as well, you also see Caliphan, uh, the Ifriti that you met in the City of Brass. All of them at separate podiums, nine podiums in total, seven of them occupied. Each person present here you realize is a planeswalker first among their people and honored with the singular gift of extra planar travel a gift that thanks to the heart of glass your spaceship gifted to you by johnny playstation you possess as well there is so much exposition in this one i just wonder at this point make some noise if this is your first dragon friends oh no So you're in a giant council room and there's a clockwork planetarium above your head and there are nine rulers of this world arrayed around you. Of of these nine known worlds. You told us there was nine seats and there were seven rulers and two were empty. That's correct. So there's two of us. (laughs) Yeah, we'll just slip right in. I would remind you that Bobby is also with you just a bit quiet today. (laughs) But if we... If, if, we if we got in those seats, then we could just put Bobby on trial. <laughs> <laughs> now, they're all, they, they are all talking to themselves. Jeremy and his associate are still with you, and they are now shackling you to a small stand lit by a powerful dome of light in the centre of the room. Do we walk into the light? Are you are, we, you are, in the light. are in the light. You really don't have a lot of agency. The stand yeah. is illuminated, but you can talk to Jeremy if you want. We demand for our charges to be dropped. Yeah, we he really just he really just works here. Are you, <laughs> Jeremy? Yeah. 
First of all, uh -huh. I'd like to again compliment you on your existence as a hippo man hybrid. That must yeah. not be easy for you. Yeah, the first time you said that, I said that was super duper offensive. <laughs> um, so I don't know offensive? why you're repeating it. Why is it offensive to say it's it's cool that you're a hippo man hybrid? Are you his, not? His, his partner says, we're called GIF, man. You're called what? We're called GIF. Oh, look, I can't learn all the new terms for you people. <laughs> Me's so sorry for me, associate. He's getting used to this whole interplanetary world thing. Uh, uh -huh. Hello, everyone. <laughs> uh, meet Filch. Uh, <laughs> Filch has coming. found a microphone. So her, her <laughs> voice, her voice booms across the uh, room. We can only assume that you come for the Cirque du Soleil concert, <laughs> which we are here to provide. <laughs> uh, we're just waiting for a couple of latecomers, and then we can begin. Uh, Jeremy, there is a baffled pause as <laughs> all of the little conversations on the podiums stop um, and then one figure, another hippo man at one of the podiums and facing you, directly Please, Dave, facing you. they're called you. gifts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his voice booms out and to play that gif, um, Grand Poobar of the Concordant of Primus and first among equals of the Council of Nine. Please welcome to the stage our friend and good boy, Tom Walker. Hey. Okay. And if it's your first dragon friends, they do that even when I'm not on the show. <laughs> Let me settle something. It's pronounced Jif. <laughs> and what you call hippos are actually full Jifs. <laughs> so you're a half Jif? No, I didn't say that. <laughs> Proceeding with, with my prepared remarks. <laughs> Does he have dainty little spectacles on the end of his hippo face? He has yes, three. but they're incredibly wide set to cover his <laughs> immense nose. Oh. Very cool. I think he actually has three sets of spectacles and they just like, they oh, all focus cool. together. Yeah. <laughs> Friso, Filch and Bobby Pancakes. Hello. In a habit Hello. <laughs> I didn't expect that to affect me so much, but nobody ever... Okay. <laughs> no... Uh, how are you? <laughs> I'm pretty good. Uh, how are you? Well, you know, I, I'd say better I'm not the one on trial. Uh, one of the other Jif um, nudges him. Thurzo <laughs> <laughs> fills and blubby pancakes, inhabitants of plains unknown. Oh, yes. Thurzo <laughs> <laughs> fills Baston Intravirovich and Bobby Pancakes, <laughs> inhabitants of Blaine's Unknown, you were here to answer for Grimes and for Givenhall to the castle. <laughs> this is, it's this, like is, this is a point whenever we have a guest on the show where we like to say, now by sound, can anybody understand that voice? <laughs> You've made your mouth bad. <laughs> you were charged with the theft of the Lance of Perix from the Charcoal Bazaar. You are charged with unsanctioned planar travel beyond the cradle and into wild space. Most troublingly! Behold, <laughs> you are charged with the murder of Hyperion Max, planeswalker of the bluffs of chance, hero of the fault line, and a treasured friend of many here. How do you please? There is a murmur of consternation amongst the other councillors. I heard like Hogwarts Express <laughs> in the word graveyard. Uh, I don't know what you got. Uh, I We plead uh, least guilty. <laughs> An unprecedented plead of least guilty. Excuse me? Yes? Um, do we get a lawyer? I, I feel like I need to stop... <laughs> Answering you when you just say nice conversational things. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, it's rather procedural. Yeah. yeah uh, no, so Morgana, Queen of the Shadowfell, says, What need do you have of lawyers? Have you something to hide? We are all here imposed, imposed under the truth of Primus. She was Scottish, but yeah. What does that mean? The truth of Primus? Is this like a truth serum island? Those who come with lies inside their hearts will soon be unbound by this council. Yeah, this sounds like a kangaroo court to me. Absolute kangaroo court. And previously, I believe I've murdered one of those. 
Uh, That's what I mean. Useless. Yeah. No. I I've got a good I've got a good mind to call the judicial ombudsman. Silence. There is nothing in this kangaroo court's pouch except a heaping helping of justice. <laughs> you will be found guilty or not guilty as we decide. It really is just melting into Huckleberry Hound. <laughs> Ah, Chairman, if I may. And you look up and you suddenly see the beautiful figure of Titania rising to her feet. While our uh, wisdom uh, is good... I mean, this character was Irish. (laughs) (laughs) And our ways just... uh, These fine planeswalkers have done me a great kindness when they rescued my husband, Oberon. Whomst... I loved so very much. Did, His, did we? Did he just call us planeswalkers? Did she just call us planeswalkers? Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. I loved his ruby lips and his beautiful balls. <laughs> Every, everything she says causes a stir and a flutter amongst her courtiers as she goes on. Do they not deserve as much justice as we would afford uh, one of us? Let them summon a lawyer if they need to. Well, of course you have a right to summon one person, I guess. If I'm remembering the rules of the court correctly, which you'd hope I would. It's almost like it's my first day. Can we pick anyone? Is that how this works? You just magic you them out? Magic uh, the court's out of the sky, magic right? is at your disposal. Uh, the, yeah, so these are planeswalkers. They're capable of, through different means, summoning people between planes. So... They are offering... So we just tell you a name and you magic them into it. And it doesn't matter if they want to come or not. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't... Like, they don't get to choose. That's, that's, that's what's going yes. on here, right? Okay. Yes, we would like. Do. We would like to summon... Uh, Gribbets, please. Uh, Tanya's eyes glow white and she, a, a basin held up by one of her Eladrin courtiers is taken to her lips. She pulls a locket from her neck, uh, whispers into it and dips it into this basin of water which glows white. Then she puts her hand down in it and pulls out by, the, <laughs> by his collar uh, um, a small, surprised, uh, let's face it, wretched looking goblin. Okay, okay, okay I say, he has his eyes shut. And he's wearing like actually weirdly nice clothes. And it, as Wait, he's you mean like 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 a, yeah. And he's saying I do as. And with a harsh um, Eladrin syllable, she um, waves her hand, and he spins to a great to, like on the floor in front of you. Okay, and he like I do, and then like spins, opens his eyes, looks up. And just goes, fuck! <laughs> fuck! 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 No! This no! Let the court hear that the goblin's first words were, I do. <laughs> Consenting to be our lawyer. Hello! Hello! Rivets is, of course, your goblin lawyer met in season one, uh, who has just not been able to quit you. Can I wait? So can, wait, was can he, we, can was we, it, can was he was getting he, married? Yes. Can we then, as a quick thing, and Tom, you can. I would like to see if we just quickly cut to the wedding ceremony, <laughs> and like the 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 father of the bride is just yeah. very. All right. So I'm on the Feywild in a beautiful wedding where Gribbets was getting married to a fairy, I guess, um, uh, called Janice. Mm-hmm. Janice is dressed in a beautiful flowing dress. It's like exactly what she wanted to wear. Uh, uh, and we she was able to find it at a, 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 a exactly the right she price. She just looks ravishing. And if Gribbets, can we hear a little bit of the wedding speech? Yep. Uh, well, this is the vows before he says I do. Um, before, this is like yeah, can we hear? Can we hear some of the vows? Yep. Yeah, yeah, Janice is like, Ah, Janice, um, do solemnly swear that I will love you, Gribbets, from the bottom of my heart until the day that... Um, we both die. I never thought I'd find a man like you, and I know we're going to be happy together forever. And Gribbit says, Janice, before I met you, I had a, had a pretty rough life. <laughs> 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 
But these past six months have just been so magical to me and I've turned it all around and <laughs> I just can't wait until I finally get to say the words hand reaches out to him. <laughs> I do. Janice spins around and yells, Mother, you were right about him. <laughs> exactly like you said. He was marrying into like money, so oh, he never yeah. would. He was like gonna yeah, rip up his lawyer wealthy. certificate oh, just yeah. after the wedding. Okay, what is this? Uh, Grimitz, hi. Uh, uh, we would like to direct all Hello. further questions to oh, our sorry, lawyer. Oh, sorry, you weren't speaking to me. <laughs> I've become used to people saying hi to me at this stage. Oh, uh, hello. Hello. Uh, <laughs> Another hippo rushes forward with a pillow with a microphone for you. <laughs> Th thank you. Okay. Uh, this looks to be some sort of trial. Who mm -hmm. did? What did you burn? Uh, We're being accused of uh, killing someone called Hyperion Mac. Killing someone? Well, colour me fucking shark. Lawyer jokes. Lawyer jokes. Yeah, we never even heard of this guy before we got accused of killing him, which is unusual for us. And he goes, never heard of him. That's did only his bloody chair over there. Yeah, did you say Hyperion Mac? Oh, fuck. This is the court of primus, isn't it? Uh, confirm? Yeah, obviously, yes. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Yes, oh. this is the Court of Primus. You have been called here to testify for, among their many crimes, the impersonation and improbable murder. Sorry, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Alleged murder. <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> and despite his correction, you can't help but feel that a lot of the other planeswalkers sort of murmured affirmatively when he said that. I oh. mean, I'm saying alleged, but let's face it, who are we all leaning to? Just a show of hands. Guilty. I guilty. know we shouldn't do it at this stage. Guilty, guilty, guilty. Seven hands sort of showed up. Except for Titania, who's kind of a little bit... Gribbit. Yeah, seven hands because one person is holding two of them in yeah. the air. Uh, yeah, Morgana fucking hates you. Gribbits, do you know? Do, Gribbits, do you know this? Do you know this legal system? Yeah, look, this is. Uh, I got some bad news and some good news. <laughs> uh, bad news is this is pretty. <laughs> he's such a trooper that he's a, actually he's going into yeah, now. This is pretty above my pay grade. <laughs> uh, I kind of know the local version of this. Uh, Primus Court, you know, fencing disputes and whatnot. But uh, <laughs> it's basically the same thing. The good news is this is going to look uh, very good on my CV. <laughs> All right, then. I, I just want to get a framework for what this legal system is. So uh, It's uh, much so the same as a regular legal system, except the lawyers can never mention anyone that they've represented anyone in these courts. <laughs> That's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Fight Club of Law, um, but uh, so is this a uh, now? I, I want Tom to answer these by himself without help from you guys. All right. So Tom, do, do you think this is like a this is like a continental sort of legal system that's been on the based on the rule of law and the the letter of the law, or is it more of like a precedent setting system? All right, move to silence the fucking nerd. <laughs> I um, we get it, Library King. <laughs> And is it, is Even it, is in a room with a bunch of people who've read lame books, you've clearly read the most and the lamest. <laughs> <laughs> and Morgana goes, Bailiffs, dack that man. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, Jeremy comes in, he, and he, to his credit, he looks a bit embarrassed, but he's like, shrugs, and then slowly dacks you. The next time, it'll be a double dack. <laughs> and may God have mercy on us all. <laughs> Don't you go. Um, is the is, is 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 the system here that there is a there is one judge we have to kind of persuade, or is it a, a, a voting of the panel? How okay, guys, if I can uh, interject here, I did pretty well at uh, Goblin Law TAFE, so just <laughs> another baffling reference for our international <laughs> listeners, guys. If I'm unless I'm mistaken, Your Honour, and can I just say hi? Um, 
Basically, Hello. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, uh, they'll have a prosecution. They'll put some stuff to you. You'll maybe have some time to prepare a response. Uh, then uh, these planeswalkers here will vote. Majority rules. Yeah. What's the what's the punishment? What are we what are we seeking here? And at that, um, Morgana says the punishment for the execution of a planeswalker is death. Death. So it's death that they're going for. What? I thought manner, it might be death. What method? What method of death are we talking here? What deathed, as we call it in the industry? <laughs> oh, let me answer that. We spin a big wheel mm. and then we shoot you in the face. <laughs> Yeah. You get to look at the wheel. <laughs> at that, um, two more of the, the the GIF with like black masks on the head wheel out behind him a big wheel, a big chocolate wheel, just with colours on it, but nothing else. <laughs> we all get to eat the wheel afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think a chocolate wheel is made of chocolate, Tom? Is it not? <laughs> Tom has ruined a great many church fates. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was under the impression that we could eat the wheel. <laughs> oh, this is named Toblerone all over again. <laughs> uh, Your Honour, let's talk plea bargain. Uh, guys, for, for a guilty plea, let's make this real simple. Shooting in the face without the wheel, what do we reckon? <laughs> oh, we're happy to wave the wheel, but it will be eaten by the nine. <laughs> guys, they're willing Seven to wave the wheel. I suggest you take this. <laughs> no, Grimmets, Grimmets no. no, we want to live and we want to see that wheel. <laughs> What's the point of living if I can't see the wheel? You are busting Perkins. my hump here. we got to be realistic, guys. Perkin all right, writes all right, down his hand just counter-offer. Not shooting, see the wheel. How do we feel? Not shooting, see the wheel. I love it. Morgana's like, no, no, no! <laughs> no, yes, you're right. The shooting really is non-negotiable. But the wheel, now you're onto something. Okay, guys, I really have to keep it. They're willing to move on the wheel. Uh, if you want to do this, it's your funeral. Quite, quite. I would not imagine they'll give you a funeral. I think it's sort of an unmarked grave situation. But hey, look, if, if you guys want to go ahead with this, uh, I got a, I got a wedding to get. Fuck it, not to. guilty. Yeah, not guilty. That's our plea. <laughs> okay, not guilty and least guilty. Conflicting, please, <laughs> but both no. considered. No, so if Filge is not guilty. And Frizo is least guilty. <laughs> that means Bobby and Baston are most guilty. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bobby, how you doing? Cat got your tongue? All right. Wait, this is like actually you get to see Grib, it's a little bit confident now. I quite like it. Did you say it. that Baston was here as well? No, no, no he is being oh. tried but in absentia. Oh, he's being tried. All right, okay, okay. He's so, been missing for a while now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so what happens now, Gribbits? Well, uh, depending on what the custom is, I think they're going to present a case and we get to uh, respond to it. Am okay. I yeah. Let's get this party started! Woo! So since you've me uh, mentioned that, a lot of the um, councillors have started to talk to each other and indeed their podiums, um, which are sort of clockworked and can tilt side by side, are connecting and meshing. You see Lady Casilda and Morgana deep in conversation. Uh, a huge barrel-chested paladin-looking man in bright silver armour is talking to Titania. And there's, you have a, a little bit more time if you want to talk to the officiarch or to Gribbets, who you've now brought into the scene. Is the officiarch the hippo judge? Yes. Uh, Gribbets, yeah. whip the votes. Who's on our side right now? We okay, I've run the numbers. Yep, uh, Tanya's on our side. Shh, barely. Okay. Lady Casilda. Absolutely not. You took her ship, I think. I've and Gribbets has done a quick chat with all of them. Yeah, but... but, but He's got a little iPad. But I think yeah. her and Bobby have some chemistry. Bobby, is that true? Okay, Bobby's telling me he locked her in a bathroom. Yeah, that after satisfying her immensely. Sure, but then he, I think... Uh, have I, I got think this that right? would still um, ruin the day. I think that date would be a B-. minus. <laughs> have I got this right? He, you, you hijacked her ship and life's work. Yes, no, okay. that is... That is I'm going to put her in the no column. Okay, now is there anyone on the fence who we should try and convince? Barrel-chested uh, man? Guys, look, to be honest, I thought I was going to get married and love my life today, so I'm a little bit um, distracted. Um... <coughs> were, any, were any of her um, ex-boyfriends at the wedding? <laughs> well, yeah, she, uh, yeah. Well, oh, me just hope she doesn't get jilted at the altar and then sees someone she... Oh, it doesn't matter. It's just a thought hey. I had. Well, she... Officiar uh, Kirkin leans in as well. He's like, yeah, you'd hate for your marriage to be space-jumped. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she wanted to invite Todd, but they're just really good friends. Yeah. Like, no, it'd just be weirder not to invite him, you know what I mean? Why would it be weirder not to invite him? They how long they date for? Oh, like two years, but that was a uni, so... Yeah, anyway, she, like, uh, look, that's just a 
thought I had. Um, hey, she, hey, just quick question. Does she have like a box, like a shoe box in her cupboard <laughs> she won't show you? Yeah, it's like, you know, her special, what, what do you... Oh, oh God. Letters or something. And this Todd, know. does he like draw really well or anything? Yeah, he made our invites. <laughs> oh, okay. Ah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that sounds real chill, dude. <laughs> What's your end game here? Because you seem to just be like <laughs> distressing and making your own lawyer hysterical. <laughs> oh, yeah. Old habits die hard. <laughs> uh, anyway. Oh, man, I don't know anymore. No, 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 group, it's listen, He looks listen. up in his pad and he goes, the barrel-chested one, uh, that is, um, he's from the Blessed Fields of Elysium. That is the Planeswalker, Sir Omric Gladstone, first, ca- first Cas- Lord Castellan and first Paladin of the Blessed Fields. Should we introduce ourselves? Absolutely. Sir Omric. Uh, he looks up from his conversation. Hail! And, and immediately his podium sort of reticulates forward. Wrinkles, hail! Make it tell you're really the bad boy of this court. <laughs> <laughs> You couldn't have gotten it more wrong. (laughs) I'm widely regarded as a good boy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As I said, he's dressed... As in everyone else is a bit corrupt. Ooh, now I catch your drift. No. (laughs) (laughs) All of us adhere to different beliefs and sure, I might be the most... Pure good of all of the members of the nine, but I class myself still purely as a good boy. Right, but you wouldn't want to put an innocent group of people to death, would you? Or at the very <gasps> least, the least guilty group of people to death. Nice. <laughs> Certainly, I'd hate to sentence any innocent group of people to death. Uh, what does that have in relation to with this matter? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to work. I'm trying to work out if this, if we're dealing in like deception, persuasion. But if it's going to be persuasion, I need more of an argument. So, what's your argument? Uh, well, I think surely you can only be surely one can only be held accountable for crimes they remember committing. <laughs> Good boy. <laughs> no, but like, I mean, what about that time you pissed the bed? That wasn't your fault, was it? No, but looking back, there are things I could have done to prevent it. Oh. How do you know he pissed the bed? No, it was an educated guess, but correct. <laughs> <laughs> I have the vibe of someone who's overcome personal problems and grown <laughs> as a result. Or did you ever, um, you know, get accused by your partner of doing something bad in a dream? But you never did that. It was just a dream. That's the situation we're in right now. <laughs> I couldn't disagree more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. No, first, this. make for me, uh, make for me a persuasion check, and let's call it DC fourteen. Uh, that is. 10 uh, can we get plus the dice cam up? Persuasion. I got a twenty. Oh, twenty. So, um, Omric, um, there's a twitch in his moustache and he looks at you and he goes... You remember that dream? Well, goes, surely... What, what, do you, no what do you mean... For, what do you mean don't remember? This Hyperion Max fella, we never heard of him until yeah. we got accused of murdering him. And it's possible that things occurred when b- before we remember, but all we remember is waking up in the charcoal bazaar being accused of stuff. That's correct. So there's six months that have you guys have lost since the end of season three before this all began. Hmm. Well, I feel you're not lying, but my voice is getting really similar to the other guy. Uh, <laughs> hmm. It's possible that there could be some ameliorating influence, but if you don't remember anything, how are you to say that you didn't do it under just those suspicions. One could commit a crime, then erase the memory, and then plead uh, that they were not actually culpable for committing the crime. But you can't, you can't purposely forget anything. Because then you've got to forget that you purposely forgot, and it's an infinite regress. Duh! Sick nerd burn! Anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, Alright, let's take a different tack then. Well, actually, all you do is just do it up to the point where... Wh- <laughs> like, that's no, obviously can- solvable. How? Because then you've got to forget that you forgot that you forgot. No, you just for, uh, program yourself to wipe all the memories up to the point that you were like, oh, why don't I wipe my memory? Who programs their own memory? 
We live in a world of magic. This <laughs> 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 place is a hippo. <laughs> yeah. The other right, guy. Right. Let's take a voice. A voice speaks up and goes, "If the if the matter is one of memory, there are ways of retrieving lost memories." And you look and you see Ooh. a figure who has ne- until now not spoken um, at another. Um, one of the podiums this time with a beautiful tapestry of books and cogs behind him. And um, this is a... F- I gave you a, an, a remarkable amount of latitude because I was running late on this one, Tom. Yep. So you can describe them. Yes, good. Uh, what you see before you is a man with uh, golden glasses, short-ish brown hair, <laughs> a little long on the sides, in need of a haircut, but <laughs> relatively speaking, good-looking. You wouldn't call him conventionally handsome, but in some kind of niche performance area, he could be considered <laughs> in the top percentile what of looks. What you say, he's an acting seven, but a comedy nine? <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> Let's be realistic and call it an acting six, comedy eight. <laughs> would, we, would we say that, like, in fact, he's so well regarded that he's like Barry Award nominee, but not winner? He certainly looks like someone who could use some fan art. <laughs> Does he look like a, to- a tadpole who got cursed into a man? <laughs> There's, um... So sorry, Tom. Does, you're does he look like a? Um, <laughs> oh no! What have I done? I didn't realize that other people would get to describe me too. Does he? Does he look like an eight-year-old who was made into an adult by a slightly defective big machine? <laughs> does he? Does he? Does he look like if you got steam rescobbles but only fed him on only fed him on full fat milk from the ages of like? Three to fifteen? No, he's not Greek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what about uh, so, so so? No, okay. Uh, and then that memories. guy moves out of the way, and you see the archivist who is <laughs> uh, completely bald, but has a long beard that he's tied on the top of his head like a bow. I love that. Oh, I like that. It's uh, yes, a wizened face, grey hair, mm-hmm. looking at you. And memory Brit- retriever, and- you say. And Gribbets um, sort of momentarily escapes his stupor and horror at Todd usurping him in love and says that's the archivist from the House Eternal. Ah, archivist. Can you retrieve our memories and then make Gribbets forget about his uh, love? No, I just like <laughs> a back. <laughs> Could you retrieve our memories but just like real quiet show them to us first? <laughs> because like the right to privacy of one's own, uh, one's own memories. Is, is I would remind you, says Steyer, that you're on trial for murder. And other things. Yeah. <laughs> And She's the, got some her. And as the, the archivist crosses his hands and floats down in front of you. Ooh. Is the hair bow flapping? Yeah, it's a little it's a helicopter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now let us see. Oh, man, a lot of different voices. Let me see what's in my list yeah, of voices. Yeah, it's hard, it? uh, uh, Now let us see if we can reveal, if the soul can reveal what the mind cannot. I have one question before we reveal our memories. Oh, boring. <laughs> uh, what, have, we, have we at all considered if we, if we find out that we did murder Hyperion Max, why is that a bad thing? And even as What you- if he was a bad guy and we were actually the heroes of this story all along? And even as you say this, the archivist waves his hands in the air um, and... Um, white light comes and it encases your head filled and then chains of white light anchor themselves to the floor and you fall to your knees in front of him. Ow. <laughs> Owie. Sorry, we should have put a cushion there. <laughs> <laughs> Usually we remember. Now let's see what we have here. And he places his hand on your, on your forehead. And as he does this, he pulls his hand back and a orb of white light is drawn from your forehead filled and it stands there in the palm of his hand and you feel a sense of unidentifiable loss as it sort of orbits his hand, it spins around his hand and then he throws it up into the air um, where it backlights the orrery in a way that makes clockwork shadows fly through the chamber and then that light bursts into a vision that everybody in the chamber sees of your memory, Filge. As you wake up 
un, in an unfamiliar place, your head spinning. I wake up in an unfamiliar place. And there's the vision takes hold and you find yourself waking up. A moment ago, you realized that you were on Freeside. You had found the source of all of your problems in the mega corporation Vosito and your friend Frizo was dying, as was your friend Johnny PlayStation. You had hooked his cryo cell up to the satellite's infrastructure and Johnny had somehow exploded in a way that had, in his apotheosis, thrown you clear of the destruction and out of the world as you knew it. And even as you blacked out, it seemed like Johnny's spirit was enveloping you and your friends, encasing you, shielding you, protecting you from the destruction, some of which you had caused, and throwing you far away among the stars. And now you wake up in an unfamiliar silver room. Am I inside my memory? <laughs> you are, and so you can explore it now. And this is a memory that you did not remember. Uh, what can I? What can I see around me? So the room is um, gleaming silver chrome. It has a beautiful crystal um, ceiling that sort of wraps around it like a dome. There is a silver chair in the centre of the room and a moat of crystal pure water um, bisecting it. Sit in the chair. Sit in the chair. Sit in the chair. Um, huh. I'm going to sit in. I sit and in the chair. And your friends are still unconscious around you. But I'm in a room I've never seen before. That's right. Um, okay, um, I walk up to the chair and I sit in the chair. The moment you touch the chair, there is a whoosh and the, scre- the, the, the screen of sort of this beautiful crystal dome coalesces in a fragmented sort of shapes and forms and colours and it forms a sort of low poly form of a face that you recognise, your friend, Johnny PlayStation. Oh, 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 okay. Hey, Felt, what's up? Johnny, what's happening? Oh, just kidding, it's a recording. (laughs) (laughs) How did you know it would be filmed? (laughs) I mean, come on. (laughs) Oh, Phil, are you okay? It's a recording. Still recording. (laughs) I'll level with you. This is as good as I could get. You're on right now, or my final gift to you. I'm all around you in some ways. I'm the cat, baby. I don't know what I am, but it's fucking big and cool. Where's your butt? Recording. <laughs> also, don't think too much about how I know to do that. <laughs> oh, it's kind of like I'm a god and stuff. Hey, think of a number. Can you roll a d20 for me? What's it, what's it say? 19. Were you thinking of 19? Yes! Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I got you guys out of there as fast as I could. Sent you to a pocket of space that's teeming with beautiful souls, but there's something keeping the ship there. I don't know how you're gonna get out of her. There's some kind of bubble encasing it. You'll need to find a way to smash through that bubble if you want to break out and find your way home. I'm sure you can work that out. Where should, where sh- is this a ship? Hey, guess what this is? <laughs> what is it? A ship? Recording. Me <laughs> uh, net not gonna fall for it the next time. <laughs> All right. If we don't have anything else, I think I'm gonna go. Do you have anything else you want to say to me? <laughs> yes. Um, who should we go to next? How do we break the big bubble? Yeah, 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 that's a recording. Oh, you got me PlayStation. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and the vision disappears uh, momentarily, forming and reforming until it again forms a perfect star map of the nine known worlds. Encased in the cradle, That world, those worlds within worlds that you now find yourselves trapped as you realise in that moment, Filge, that the only way home is to break through the cradle surrounding the world and find your own way. And with that, the vision ends and you find yourselves back in the courtroom. Innocent! I did no murdering! If anything, we now know that you obviously wanted to steal the dang lance or spear to break through the big bubble. And we know that they're not even of this world or any of the nines. Well, how come you'd heard of us then? Well, you hung out with us for six months. You did many of our works for us. That is the only reason you are not dead already. Oh. You worked alongside Iberian Max and then killed him in cold blood. Do you have any memories of us with Hyperion Max? Of course, but I've heard enough. 
I vote for death. Um, and that Lady Casilda raises her hand and she says, the forces of Dim Carcosa vote for death. Oh, uh, okay. What do we get a vote? <laughs> yeah, do, uh, the archivist sort of shrugs and says, Well, uh, who am I to say no to a good hand raise? <laughs> Helps the circulation. And Wait, he also is voting for death. Uh, so to, what about Titania? Uh, Gladstone uh, raises his hand as well. I may be good, but I'm not dumb. <laughs> well, tell me this. Did you ever find Hyperion Max's body? There's a murmur amongst them. Listen not to their silver tongues. Of course we didn't find Hyperion Max's body. Well, it's just if you kill us now, you'll never know where we buried the body. (laughs) (laughs) And with a master stroke (laughs) that Frizo cannot help but feel is... The combination of his scant legal training and the horrified expression on Gribbets's face is anything to go by. He's surely done law well. The room falls <laughs> silent as even your new friend Jerome, <laughs> the hippo man, shakes his head sadly. Filge realizes that perhaps it might have been better to have her case tried separately for. <laughs> It seems that crimes have been committed. Crimes possibly committed by you with memory, without your memories. Who can say whether you did or even how to defend yourselves? It seems that this council is braying for your death. But how can one defend oneself from murders that one cannot recollect? How can one defend oneself from laws that one does not understand? And how can one defend oneself from a council whose names they barely remember to tune in next time one might find <laughs> the question that therefore oh boy. dragon friends <laughs> <Woo>! thank you <laughs> the dragon friends are alex lee eden lacy michael hing and simon griner and are dm'd by me dave Harmon, with npc voices by ben jenkins shakira khan designs our website and the episode was mixed and edited by beth mcmullen recorded live at giant dwarf theater sydney music by Dan and Liam Scarrett, and our special guest today was the horrible, despicable Tom Walker. Bye! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.